You are listening to Childlikeness by Eric William Gilmore. Copyright Sunship International. Read by Chloe Lynette Elmore. Produced by Chloe Voices. Childlikeness, the greatest in the kingdom. The life of faith consists in just this. Being a child in the Father's house. Hannah Whittle Smith At that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a child to himself and set him before them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18, 1-4 Take notice. First, Jesus calls a child to himself. And second, the child comes to him. This is Jesus' chosen illustration to correct and completely expose the innate self-centeredness of men, even his own men. They think greatness. Jesus thinks, come to me. As we see in Christ's illustration, coming to Jesus is the essence of childlikeness. Once Jesus perceived that their hearts were looking upward for a throne, he immediately performed a sharp course correction, In the face of their aspirations and limited understanding of divine things, Jesus called a child to himself so that, in the image of Christ's coming to him, he could explain to them what greatness is in the Father's eyes. When he calls the child, we understand a simple truth. He is wanting the child to be where he is. When the child responds to Jesus' desire to be with him, we grasp the expression of what Jesus means when he demands that the disciples become children. First, he desires them to be where he is. Second, children, as he demonstrates, respond to his desire for them to come to him by actually coming to him. Mark records the same story with one difference expounding more by way of imagery than Matthew does. Mark tells us that first, Jesus calls the child, second, the child comes to him, and third, Jesus holds the child and speaks to his disciples with the child resting upon him. Do you see this beautiful imagery? This is how Jesus defines childlikeness. First, recognize his desire to be with you, Second, respond to him by coming to him. And third, let him hold you. The disciples are asking, who is greatest? Jesus, wisdom himself, shows them the greatest thing they can do. There is no greatness outside of the greatest thing. Beloved listener, I don't know who you are, but I do know by personal corruption, is the devious heart of humanity. It is inclined to self-risings, 
the human heart quickly becomes self-centered. If we are not childlike, we can turn our following of Jesus into self-exaltation. I pray that the human-natured intent and thought that flows through our blood, who is the greatest, would be dissolved by childlikeness. The greatest thing we can do is allow him to hold us. Jesus said, whoever humbles himself as this child, showing us that our response to him, coming to him and allowing him to hold us, are acts of humility. Question, what does humility look like? Answer, it looks like going to Jesus and letting him hold you. Jesus doesn't suggest this as a better way. He is candid and commanding concerning such a disposition, saying, in effect, you must be converted like this child. In addition to the illustration Jesus uses to correct the disciples' understanding of God and his kingdom, we can also learn much from the fact that Jesus used a child in his illustration. We know by this that certain characteristics that are, for the most part, distinct to children, will unfold more for us concerning what Jesus wants us to be. Children provide nothing for themselves. I ask you, who is the most cared for in any home? Is it not the youngest? Who receives the most attention in the house? It is, without a doubt, the youngest. Hannah Whittle Smith wrote, Famine, war, and fire may rage around children, but because they are under their father's care, they are unconcerned and have perfect rest. The child's chief characteristic is free from all care. This is the essence of childlikeness. Trust in the one loved. As a father lifts a toddler, the little waves will not avail. The toddler laughs, for by the father, he soars above each wave without fail. If Jesus teaches the importance of such a childlike trust in the father, the question then becomes, how am I to be converted in this manner? The word converted is very important. By its definition, combined with the time and the method in which Jesus is using it, we know that he is teaching us to leave our worldly, unspiritual, self-seeking aims and selfish ambitions. We must come to him in order to change the way we see everything. If we want to be a part of his kingdom, we need a revolution in our value system. We must humble ourselves by coming to him like children. Take note of the severity of this childlikeness. Jesus says that if anyone receives a childlike one, it is as if he himself is being received. He is saying, in effect, whoever receives this child also receives me. He sees the childlike person as one with himself. Little children are lowly at heart, and they know themselves utterly ignorant and helpless, and hang upon their Father in heaven to supply all of their needs. John Wesley 
it will always be more important for God to have all of our attention than for us to know what to do. That is the essence of childlikeness. The childlike heart is honest with itself about itself. The childlike heart lives in recognition of always needing the Father. Martha Kilpatrick wrote, There is one human responsibility before God, and it is honesty. God cannot meet with a liar. This is why repentance is necessary. Children are marked with honesty. It is like the matchless, lowly, and kind, loving Son of God to turn everything on its head. Look at his answer to the question, Who is the greatest in the kingdom? With otherworldly wisdom, he responds by calling on a child and then holding the child in front of the crowd. This flips everything upside down and upsets the arrogant and prideful. Jesus declares that his kingdom belongs to the children. In other words, it is made up of children and only children. I remember hearing an old preacher say, God only uses children because he cannot trust adults. Adults have grown out of their dependence. They are no longer needy, no longer lowly, and oftentimes no longer honest. They have learned to cover their hearts instead of maintaining an uncovered heart before God. Heidi Baker once said of Christ, How can I stand up here and pretend to be something when you became nothing? I remember seeing her preach through tears, kneeling on the floor behind the pulpit, crying out, I am utterly helpless. Once, I jumped out to startle my youngest daughter. Pretending to be a robber, I gripped her from behind and, in a loud voice, said, Give me all your money. She turned to me and calmly said, Daddy, I have no money to give you. It was such a revelation of childlikeness for me. As her father, I tend to her every need for protection, for her future and for all kinds of provisions. That is my role as her father. How much more can I trust my heavenly father? I don't need to search myself for the means necessary for any given thing. I only need to trust my Father. Jesus said, Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Matthew 6, 8 Jesus, using the word Father, shows us that the revelation of being heard by God in prayer has something to do with childlikeness. Jesus said something similar when He told the disciples that although the devil was coming, he has nothing in me. John 14.30 I have nothing of my own. Everything belongs to God. And I trust him for whatever he wants to give me. It is important to recognize that Jesus called the children to him and laid his hands on them and blessed them. See Mark 10.16 I don't think it's out of place to conclude that the ones who are touched and blessed by God are the children. Maybe the hand of God skips over the head of the grown-up, 
It is also interesting to note that Christ multiplied food given to him by a child. See John 6, 9. He increases the things surrendered to him in childlikeness. Could it also teach us that grown-ups have nothing for Christ to multiply? Solomon gives us a unique understanding of childlikeness in his prayer. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Yet I am like a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. 1 Kings 3, 7 Solomon characterized a little boy with all the admitted ignorance and lack of confidence. The word used for child in this verse, as well as in Christ's account, is not referencing an eight-year-old, but more likely a three-year-old. Jesus is talking about small, dependent children. Childlikeness is to have a habitual consciousness of our insufficiency. We must live recognizing that he is the only one who can provide for us. Logic cannot make it happen. You cannot twist or manipulate things into your own favor. We can only bow before the Lord with an uncovered heart, not puffed up concerning ourselves, but looking to the Father. Once, when my daughter was in preschool, I came to pick her up and watch the children scurry around for end-of-the-day clean-up time. One toy was missing, and the teacher said, No one is leaving until this last toy is found. Whoever finds it is the winner. Each young child slowly and awkwardly looked here and there without success. Then I noticed a little boy smart enough to get down on the ground and look lower than everyone else. He rose with the toy in his hand. But before he could open his mouth, a girl snatched it from his hand and stole the credit for the find, yelling, I found it! I looked intently at the boy to see what he would do. Would he fight for recognition? Would he expose her? Would he cower in sadness? To my surprise, he threw both hands in the air and screamed with more joy than anyone else, Yay! I was moved to tears. I discreetly bowed my head to God and said, I beg you to make my heart like that little boy. Have we grown out of such selflessness? Is there not a greater objective than being the winner? A snap, a growl for territory, animals. A tug and a clench of teeth, animals. A guarding lay and stance to keep your own? Animals. Have men exchanged the glory of God for the nature of animals? Meek men have disappeared. Patience and kindness are forgotten. Andrew Murray wrote, The true beauty of childlikeness is the absence of self-consciousness. Could it be that hearing the disciples' hearts caused Jesus to point out a child for that very reason. Maybe to be a child means not thinking less of others when you are made higher than them, and not envying others when they are made higher than you. Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Children are different from this. Jesus was saying, in effect, 
children receive the kingdom. And this one thing is sure, they do not think like you do. I thought it insightful when I noticed that the Amplified Bible describes the word children in Matthew 18 as forgiving. Sometimes our grown-up independence wants us to hold things against people. But Jesus is saying, if you are holding things against people, you are too old for my kingdom. Maybe we have grown into a state of independence in which we no longer need him. And that is precisely why we will not forgive. The kingdom belongs to the children, and only the children. Children are not one kind in the kingdom. They are the only kind in the kingdom. Matthew Henry wrote, Nothing could serve to impress the disciples more strongly with the exclusive spirituality of the kingdom of which Jesus is about to establish than making a childlike character the essential qualification for entering it. In other words, the kingdom Jesus is establishing shares his spirit of childlikeness. We cannot separate childlikeness and the spirit, for Paul teaches us that it is by the spirit that we call him Abba. See Romans 8.16. You have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Paul isn't saying that when you receive the Spirit, you have a new title to call God, as some suppose. But rather, receiving the Spirit imparts childlikeness before Him. United with seeing God as Father and yourself as His child. Being reduced to a child isn't degrading for a man or for the logic of human wisdom, but is the height of it. In 1 John 3.1, John teaches us the right understanding. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God. Henry states, Police need social skills. People in governments must have decision-making power and character. Warriors must have courage. But the kingdom of God? The king looks for children. God smiles down, looking for those whom he can gather on his knee. John loved this reality of being children of God. He connected its understanding to abiding in Christ. Now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. 1 John 2.28 Childlikeness will keep us from shrinking away from him at his coming. As we abide in him, we will remain childlike. How much would a child shrink from a grown man whom it has not known as a father? In the same way, how much would a child not shrink back from clinching the leg of its trusted father in any environment? John, loving this reality of being children of God, encourages us to be childlike enough to not replace our father with another. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, false gods, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart due to God, 
from any sort of substitute for him that would take first place in your life. Amen. So let it be. 1 John 5.21, Amplified Bible. All of the disciples had been under the influence of a misconception of the nature of the kingdom, as displayed in their competition to be the greatest. Jesus informed them that they did not know what the kingdom was about. He was conveying a value system from another world that had not been turned upside down with sin. They had self-consciousness inside them, which was expressed through their ambition and thoughts of greatness. Children live with a freedom from ambition. While ambition weighs men to the ground, children are free from such weight. Oh, Jesus wants to completely remove the who is the greatest in the kingdom heart. The older I get, and the longer I am around what is known as ministry, the more I see an underlying secret game being played. This is indicative of the fact that many of us have grown up. Have you ever tried to explain a game to a toddler? They have a hard time understanding games no matter how well you explain them. If we are childlike, the ministerial games will become inapplicable to us. Men can play them if they wish, but children are oblivious because of the absence of self-consciousness that games demand. As a child, you have freedom from thoughts of greatness, which makes you gladly embrace the inferior offices as the highest responsibility given to you by God. A.W. Tozer wrote, God discovers himself to babes. We must simplify our approach to him. We must strip down to essentials. We must put away all effort to impress and come with the guileless candor of childhood. The root of all of our graces is when the self is removed. Children have no consciousness of themselves because they have never grown into self-consciousness. Jesus is saying, these are the ones who access me. When he becomes our supreme interest and all our desire, that is the essence of childlikeness. We are eclipsed by his worth. Jesus was the most humble. That is why he's the greatest teacher on humility. Jesus came down from heaven. He is from above and we are from below. It was the greatest condescension known to man, coming down from glory and into this world. The disciples sought greatness, not by character, but by name. This is what Jesus was correcting. It is when our names are in our view that we have grown apart from him. When our names are in view, we begin to ask, who is the greatest in the kingdom? This was not the lowly heart that follows the lowly lamb. Being converted means having a different mind about yourself and different mind about his kingdom than what comes naturally to us. Peter was the chief speaker. He must have assumed he would be Lord Chancellor in the kingdom. Simon and Jude were nearly related to Christ. They must have expected to be heavenly princes by blood. Judas held the money bag. 
he may have thought of himself as the head treasurer in the courts of heaven. Andrew was the first called. He would easily have thought that he was first place. By bringing a child into their midst, Jesus rebuked their corrupt intent. He destroyed selfish ambition, pride, self-centeredness, making a name, and the need to be recognized as something great. Jesus is so different than any other. Men look to sit on a throne. God wants men to sit on his knee. Humility is a lesson that is hard to learn, and Jesus seeks to teach it in all ways possible. We see that pride, ambition, and self-honor are all destroyed by Jesus' image of a child on his knee. Children say, My father will take care of this for me. An old poet once wrote, It is not as the athlete wrestling for the crown, taking heaven by violence of will, but as a child with your heavenly father. Sit down and know the bliss that follows. Be still. I encourage you to have a simple, childlike trust and boast in your Father. Realize the approbation of Christ is by faith alone that surrenders its will to God. Throw away distrust and doubt and the foolishness of trying to grow yourself. Children don't do that. Simply respond to his call to be held in his arms and feel no pressure at all. Then, just be who you are, his precious child. Childlikeness is the willingness to be completely dependent and transparent. Where nothing but this, the beautiful grace of honesty and truth before God and men, Respond to Christ's desire for you to come. Sit on his lap and linger with him. For living on his lap is the place from which all our confidence should come. Pray this prayer with me. I first heard Jim Simbala pray it many years ago, and it has been a part of my life ever since. Lord, Remove any shadows that have crept into our lives. Tenderize us and melt our hearts. Take away hardness and arrogance and pride and know-it-allness. Just make us like little children at your feet. And we will worship you all day long. You have been listening to Childlikeness by Eric William Gilmore. Copyright Sunship International. Read by Chloe Lynette Elmore. Produced by Chloe Voices. If you would like your audiobook produced by Chloe Voices, feel free to contact Chloe Voices through the link below.